imagine Borg, you know, four of six goes to his uh, uni matrix boss and says, um, you know, can I have uh, Thursday afternoon? I've got the dentist. <laughs> I reckon that would happen. There's no unions for them or anything, is there? I know. Imagine a Borg organising a strike. Yeah, Borg union. One out, all out. And they would. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bill and Roop's Fairly Accurate Podcast. Uh, how are you today, Roop? Oh, I'm really good. I'm a bit sore. Sore? Why yeah, sore? heavy lifting today. Why? Because um, I lifted lots of rubble. Nice. And then I put it on my driveway to make it look nice. Very good. Very yeah. good. Took all yeah. the weeds out and everything. Yeah, good. It surprised my wife, who's here, and then... But she doesn't look that surprised. Well, very good. And it was your birthday last weekend. It was, it? Yeah. yeah. Where did you go anyway? I went to I went to see my best man, Steve. Up, he's an RSPB warden up in the Lake District. RSP, as in birds, as in birds. Yeah, oh, he knows all about good. birds. So uh, the lesser spotted reed warbler. That's my favourite bird. Yeah. 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 Okay, so anyway, we've no got. No idea a, what you just said. No, we have got a fantastic podcast ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jane Moss and Paul Monks. Woo! Very good, very good. Uh, most people know Jane and Paul are from the songwriting duo Yonderland, but not many people know they are massive, I mean, like huge science fiction fans. But, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Paul and Jane. Thank you very much. Great to see you. How are you guys? We're doing all right, thank you. Yeah, great. Yeah? What have you been up to? Not a great deal today because it was my non-work day, but... uh... So literally, you looking did no forward work. to this. Yeah, you, I literally did no work today. Did you get out of bed? I did get out of bed. Oh, that's work. Because my bed isn't here, otherwise I'd still be in it. Yeah, very good. I, yeah. Did, I looked at a lot of Excel spreadsheets today. That's what I do, really. I did that yesterday. And that was, you did that on a non-work day. Paul? No, I was working. Oh, you was working. I yeah, was we're not joined at the hip. No. First. Okay, so we're going to talk about science fiction and fantasy. Yes, yeah, is good, that okay good, to incorporate yeah, yeah. the two on there? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start off my first proper question. Then, right? Do you prefer a book? A film or a TV series? Oh, so it's a good That's question, isn't it? That's a very contingent question, isn't it? Is it what? Contingent. I'll look that up. I'll Google that. Sorry. I guess for me, possibly a TV series. I mean, the books are great and, and the, you can enjoy them, but TV series can kind of carry on and evolving over a period of time, so you get to know the characters more and you can kind of take them in new interesting directions. With, and you, All of them have their merits. Very good, very good. Books don't need batteries. That's true. Oh, she's good, unless it's luck on one of them. Unless it's a Kindle or Kindle. some such. Yeah. Then... Other uh, reading devices are available. <laughs> <laughs> I fall asleep with a book, though. Yeah. yeah. Especially one if it's a heavy one, it falls in my head. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, one page and that's it. Yeah. yeah. A paragraph. I do like a book, though. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, okay, so I want to talk about science fiction films, all right? Now, I thought, I know, I'll ask a question, your f- favourite science fiction film... But I don't think you can have one no. favourite science fiction. Maybe you can, but there's got to be, like, other... F- so just tell me, like, what's your... Maybe your best one, or maybe the top three or four or something like that. What See, do you think? It's, it's not, there's not an easy answer That's to it. That's because very hard, isn't it? It's for hard. example, if, you said, if I said Blade Runner is in my top three, which, is, which it is, which version of Blade Runner well, is the obvious, first question? It? You know, it's obvious. It's is it, the, is first it one, the original it? version with the, with the daft voiceover, or is it the final <laughs> version? 
uh, where he's a, definitely an android. Was, was there a voiceover? Oh, there was a voice. In, when it was originally released at the cinema, there was a voiceover was in, a, in a Sam Spade kind of style because mm-hmm. they thought people wouldn't follow the plot. Mm. And they had a tacked on happy ending, which they nicked from the ending of an unused film from The Shining. Mm. Um, but in later edits, he's more definitely a robot. You and, know your films, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I used to really love The Abyss, but I haven't watched it in years. It's basically the day the Earth stopped, stood still underwater. Brilliant. It was a good film, though. Yeah, good, good film. film. It Jane? was a good film, that was The Abyss. Again, I find it incredibly difficult to say which one is my favourite one. I like many. Alien is a pretty good one. Which one? The first the one. First oh, the first one. Stomach, the yeah, 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 yeah. stomach job. Now, the thing about that is now the science fiction writer Alan Dean Foster did a novelisation of that, which I actually read before... I saw oh. the film, and it had the belly burst scene in the book and everything. Yes. So I knew it was coming, but even though I knew it was coming, it was so well shot and so well done, I was still like, ah, when it happened. Brilliant. So in that case, it's, it's, it was worth not reading the book before you saw the film. Yeah, really? yeah, you shouldn't oh. reference it. I mean, nobody Weaver should read it. a story about, about, about Alien, that when they were filming it, they weren't allowed to know exactly what was going to happen, and, but they were asked to clear the set. And when they came back some hours later, everyone else was wearing all these waterproofs. And went, ah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just going back to your Blade Runner, see, it's, I, I hadn't known what it was based on years ago, mm-hmm. but I saw the film, and, then I, and I, in the days before, you know, Google, this was, I found out the book, and it was Philip K. Dick's yeah. um, Do Android Stream of Electric Sheep. Electric yeah. Sheep. Big title, yeah, I have yeah. to say. Good man. It's a great book. Really loved it. I think it was way better than the film. I think if you tried to adapt view. Philip K. Dick's work directly to the screen, it just wouldn't work there because he's, he's such a trippy writer. Yeah. Um, drugs was quite useful, wasn't it? Yeah. Very strange stuff in there. But uh, yeah, mm. as you say, it's a very different book, isn't it? Yeah, very different. When I read the title of that book, I fell asleep. That's how bad I am. <laughs> so I'm going to name some films, all right? Okay. Just say, yeah, no, absolutely rubbish, all right? Okay. Any Lord of the Rings films? Yeah. Science yeah. fiction? They're yeah. still yeah. science fiction? Well, yeah. it's fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy. fantasy, that. Okay. The They're Hobbit all... films were rubbish, though. Too long. They were too long. Yeah, okay. But they were nice films. I watched them again recently, actually. I enjoyed them way more the second time round than I did the first time round when they first came out. Who was the hero with the, the the long hair and he was like a ranger? He was oh Aragorn, oh, Aragorn, no, Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. Um, I liked him. Yeah, Chris likes and, Chris um, likes Aragorn. Didn't yeah, he? Legolas. Yeah. He was made of Lego, obviously. Lego, Legolas, Legolas, yeah, yeah, that was good. All right, another one. Um, Two thousand one Space Oddity. Oh, Trip Out City. Voyage to Trip Out City, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's best watched if you come home late from the pub at midnight and watch it. It kind of makes sense at that point. <laughs> I, I mean, are you both on drugs when you watch them? No. <laughs> just just but, checking. But, but I think Kubrick was when he made it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you give me a quote from 2001? Because there's lots of them. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave, I can't do that. Hey, it's there like we rehearsed That's it. what I've got written down. Hey. hey, I wrote that one down. Okay, all right. Uh, the film... Doctor Who and the Daleks with Peter Cushing. Oh, we were talking about this earlier, now, weren't we? This will come back to my John Pertwee story later, but okay. uh, shall we move on from that? Move we'll on. Back to but that. do you think, do you, Roop, did you watch Doctor Who and the Daleks? I used to watch Doctor Who and the Daleks. They never scared me. It was a Cyberman, always. Yeah. I don't know, but Absol- the film, oh, the, the film, film I, this with Peter, Peter Cushing, Cushing, I did yeah. see it, yeah. Could Daleks fly those days? 
I don't remember them flying those days. No, didn't well, they did, did they? the very earliest experience of Daleks flying was in an episode of called Planet of the Daleks, which was a John Pertwee story, and right. they had to have an anti-grav disc stuck on their side. Yes, of course. And the next time isn't until Sylvester McCoy. It's not great, isn't it, when a big bad can be defeated by a set of stairs? Yeah. yeah. But did, was you not scared, like, with the the, um, the people, they took over the people as, like, Robo slaves? Men. Yeah. Oh, man. No, the slaves, the Daleks yeah. had this. Are they called yeah, Robo, the Robo Men? Men. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. All right, another one. The, the original War of the Worlds. Oh. Is oh. that the TV, the radio? The chances of anything coming from Mars are millions. If we're talking about the concept album, the concept album is brilliant. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. He does live versions of that, and I really yeah. would like to go and see one yeah, of those. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yes, yeah. And what about the remake of that film? Yeah, I quite like the what, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Oh, yeah. It, it, it kind of uses some of the bases of it. I, li- I like the fact that for a change, he's not the hero. He's kind of just like accidentally falling through it, and he he's not kind of perfect or Superman. I watched it once, but none rubbish, of it is rubbish. Uh, another one. I've got to get move on. Right, Children of Men, the dystopian one. I have seen it a long time ago. Clive Owen from Coventry's in it. Isn't it? Is he yeah. really? Uh, and a couple more because I love these. Right, twelve so months. Can I ask you something? Oh. Can I ask you something? Go on. Are you into sci-fi? I absolutely love it. I prefer fantasy, mm. as in, like, Fifty Shades of Grey, that sort of thing. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> not really, not really. It's not your thing. But I love it. you seem to be quite knowledgeable. I love it. You. Yeah, okay. Absolutely love it. Twelve Monkeys is... I've a... just read that down I just... with Bruce yeah, Willis. Yeah, you uh, said Who directed that Terry film? Gilliam, I'm a big... Yeah, well, well, I certainly was a big, big Gilliam film. film Brazil is my favourite film of all time. Who? Brazil. Uh, oh, which is yeah. basically 1984 on acid is what that is. Absolutely. Um, but There's a lot of guys tripping, aren't there? It's, yeah. I love it. Seems to um, it. 12 Monkeys was based on a French silent film called La Jette, actually. Wow. Well, yeah, you didn't know that. A couple more then. Right. Roop, what's your favourite science fiction film? My favourite science fiction yeah, film? Yeah, because it's next on it's my list. It's got to be... Well, when I in my formative years, it was obviously Barbarella. When I was about, you know, come <laughs> oh, on, yes. all the boys. I mean, that's, get know, in. You, you know, oh, Duran Duran came from that, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yeah, he did. The, yeah. The, the, yeah, for those of you who know, aye, aye, there aye. you go. Is that with um, the Matt Moss and that? Was well, that in that? No. Or was that another no. one? Oh no, that was that one. Do you know? It, all the lava lamps came know, from that. My favourite. <laughs> do you know? That's a really. Indeed. The lava lamps go on. Sorry. Not a lava lamp. Lava lamps used to be marketed by a company called Matt Moss. And it was based on something from, and I'm sure it was Barbarella. They had lots of that stuff. Because they had loads of like, yeah, yeah, and it was called the Matmos. Yeah. And that's why you've got lava lamps yeah. called yeah. Matmos. Okay. Uh, my favourite film, Go on. I would say, was The 13th Floor. It's oh, on Amazon if you ever want to see it. It's all one. about, are we living in a simulation? And I didn't know what it was about until almost towards the end, you think, oh... Don't know that one. Maybe we are. Paul, have you not? Have you, have no, you not seen? No, no, no. Hang on. I, can I just say? I know a film that the buffs don't. Yeah. Thirteenth floor has reminded me of being John Malkovich, which you've. Never oh, that was a strange. Film. That's a strange film. It, no, I have seen that. I didn't quite. It was get oddly it. compelling. It's a to trip out, is it? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have a, a new category. Right. One film. What's the best first contact film? But you're not allowed to say Star Trek, so I thought that was rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, best Arrival. First... Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. It's on my list. Based on a wonderful Ted Chiang short story, that is. 
Get out of here. Ted Chiang, if you've not come across his work, across is that. a fantastic is he the bloke writer. Who, who um invented data? No. No. That oh, was yeah. Dr. Sung. Dr. Oh yeah, Sung. I thought yeah. I thought contact was a good contact. Contact, contact. Was good, yeah. 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 Great yeah. film. And well, I, I thought, thought Alien Sigourney only because of Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who doesn't like Sigourney? Back to fantasy again, Phil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Steady on. Worst science fiction film. Oh, so many to well, choose. So is definitely the <laughs> worst. Can we, so can we just have a word here about Plan 9 from Outer yes, Space? Yes, Plan 9 from Outer Space. We have to mention yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is arguably the worst film that's ever been oh. made. Yeah. Uh, can I write that down? Plan 9 from Outer Plan Space. Nine. It's so bad that it's good. So Edward D. Wood was this chap who went to Hollywood with lots of ideas and no talent. And he basically <laughs> persuaded a bunch of, of super supreme Christians that if he made this B-movie, sci-fi movie, he would make enough money from it to make a film adaptation of the Bible. Uh, and so he made this film with... Uh, it, it was mates with Bela Lugosi, yeah, who at this point it. had died, but he'd got some st stock footage of him. So in the long shots, he used this stock footage. And in the close-ups, he got his dentist with a yeah. cape to go like this. Yeah. Uh, Tor Johnson, who was like a bodybuilder, was in it, and this type of TV sidekick was also in it as well. And it's the most weird oh, thing. Oh, you've got to watch it. Yeah. The best quote in it is this. Inspector Clay is dead. Murdered. And somebody is responsible. <laughs> what's this? What's it called? Plan Nine, nine from, from Outer, outer Space. space. Because Plan the, the, nine. The, the aliens come along to try and uh, warn us off against our arms race by re resurrecting the dead. Brilliant. <laughs> because obviously Plans One to Eight had failed. So Clearly. Okay. Okay. Another sci-fi film with a number nine in it. One of is my favourites. District Nine. Fantastic. District is that nine. a good film? That's or what? Uh, the South African one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it? that's actually it, a right? very good movie. I like that. No, I haven't seen it, so it, I've written that yeah, one down, Bill. It yeah. is yeah. super. I like that one. Do you know what I really want to know? Go on. Ah, this is a new segment we got on the podcast. With what Rube wants what, to what know. What Rube wants to know. <laughs> what I really want to know, folks. Hang on, do that again. I'm going to use that as a jingle. Three. What Rube wants to know. That's a jingle. So what I really want to know... Because you talked about tripping a lot, right? Now, I used to read a lot of these guys, and when I, about the time I was born, so we're talking late 50s, early 60s, I was born in 61, but late, so um, that time, some of the best writing was happening then. There was Philip K. Dick, like we mentioned. Yeah. There was Robert Heinlein, mm -hmm. Stranger in a Strange Land. Mm -hmm. We're talking Friday's What Six. We're talking Asimov wrote a yeah. lot of stuff. Yeah. And a lot of them were talking about the things we talk about today. Like yeah. in open conversation, like AI. Mm -hmm. So what I really want to know yeah. is, does this prove that time travel exists? No, I, th I think <laughs> that they were just smart writers who did their research and they probably talked to people yeah, who, who were working to say in technology. Someone went back in time and told them, yeah. or they went yeah, back possibly. in time. Oh, interesting new conspiracy yeah, theory. Well, I mean, if I was going to go back in time, I wouldn't advise filmmakers <laughs> what was coming. Made the them a lot of money, though. To, you think they to, were to give a classic... Uh, uh, sci-fi quote at a point, I'd go back to a, 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 hit, a grassy knoll in Dallas in 1963 mm -hmm. and yell duck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, that oh, one right. must have bypassed my good, good taste. <laughs> mm -hmm. Worst film then. Mine, Avatar. Oh, God. Or <laughs> yeah. Player One. Or 
all the Star Wars films. But what's... Ooh. Sorry. We're going to have to argue with I you do about this. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we're going to have to dig into this I mean, and unpack it a bit more. The prequels, fair enough. Yeah, although charmless, And the sequel, sequels, fair clinical. enough. But the middle, the, the, you know, New Hope and uh, Empire Strikes Back, you, yeah. can't, you can't dislike yeah. that. Okay, then, all right, as an alternative event, Men in Black 2 and 3. Oh, there should never have been a sequel to that. So yeah. Long, I mean, they're okay, but Men in Black 1 was the best of that. But I've got, to, I've got to come back to you on Avatar because, like yes, in some ways it is the worst and other ways it's not. I, I find that film, and I've watched the sequel now, is called oh. The Shape of Water or The Way wow. of Water or whatever the hell it's called. They that's are visually stunning. Exactly. As an artist, you'd find them really... No, and that's why I said to Bill before this it was my favourite. Yeah. So I think he was, you know... I just find the plot poke me, really. so heavy-handed... <laughs> Because you know all humans are yeah. bad and evil and rapacious and are ripping up the place and all the all the little blue well the quite big blue people they're good and they're nice they live in harmony with nature and yeah. we're all bad now there's a certain element of truth in that if you only got to look around to see that but you know to to polarize it so completely and to do it again in the second movie almost exactly the same I thought yeah. was very disappointing you know could we not have moved on a little bit I didn't know that happened in the second movie yeah. so I'm not going to watch spoiler it alert it's still yeah. on the same planet yeah okay all right right and last question about films right what about dune, oh, dune. which one which well, one yeah any of them really the first one yeah, right. trippy, trippy, trippy. The first one is very hard to get any clue of what the hell's happening. Yeah, if you haven't read the book, you're not going to know what it is. Sting, film, isn't it? The film was better first, than the book. The, the first the, one was the one with Sting. That's the one we're talking about. Oh, yes. yeah, that's the Sting, one with Sting in a gold posing pouch. Sting with, in a gold posing pouch. Oh, yes. yes, I remember that. Not to be forgotten, Matt. Not to be forgotten. And Patrick Stewart as well. Yeah. The second one, the Denny Villeneuve one, I think it's a bit slow. But, you know, he's all about the visual treat is Denny Villeneuve, so... Not I saw the sci-fi series of it. Did you ever see that? The there's, a, there's a series of Dune yeah, yeah. you can yeah. get on a DVD. Yeah, yeah. my brilliant. husband watched all of those and I think I sat through Again, some I got a bit bored. It's not a universe I really buy. I read the original Dune books yeah. when I was a teenager. What do you the, think? The first three. It's a very interesting universe. I didn't really take to it. I didn't warm to it. I didn't like it. And, and the fact that there were more and more of the books. I mean, we had, um, you know, Dune... Children of Dune, Prophets of Dune, parsnips of Biscuits of Dune, <laughs> T-shirts of Dune. You know, it just seemed to go on forever and ever and ever. So I only did the first three. I quite other like T-shirts of Dune. There were quite interesting ideas in there. Yeah. I thought it was one of the best books I read when I when I read science fiction, that one, that first one of Dune. Mm. And I read the first three and I thought they were great. I got to the fourth one, I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, I think there was a kind of step change, wasn't there? Oh, my God. I think God. I fell off the wagon at that point. Yeah. Don't say he was on drugs because I'll get sued, right? Well, it's all about drugs. Yeah, Dune. but we don't want to assume... We don't, we're not assuming the author no. is on drugs. Or the publishers, he, he, or we're anybody, that the really. The writing is slightly trippy is what we're saying. Yeah, well, that's... Because they yeah, fair. yeah. You Don't do drugs, Pete. <laughs> a couple no. things that we haven't Shouldn't mentioned. No. We haven't <laughs> mentioned. Nobody's mentioned gravity. Oh. Soylent Green. Oh. Hunger Games. Hunger yeah. Games are good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Battle Royale. Better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Mad Max. Nobody's mentioned that. Not, not, not seen yeah. Mad Max. Yeah. I saw that years ago. And, uh, I mean, okay. We haven't mentioned Zardos as well. Oh. Yeah, Zardos. we were talking about that the other day. Zardos, we? which is uh, again Sean, Sean Connery, Connery. And that was a good movie with that floating head, thing. floating head yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Floating head thing. Floating head thing. Oh, that was amazing. A movie that you can't Wait. possibly understand what the hell it's we, about. Yeah, but I. It, yes, if I could have had drugs, I would have, and I could have understood it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, wow. Never yeah. that one. Zardos. 
Mm. Anyway, next next segment: favorite science fiction or fantasy book. Ooh. Or books. Book or books. Well, I if we're going fantasy, it's got to be Terry Pratchett, be I guess. Pratchett. The Discworld yeah. ones. I've written down all anything, of those. Anything, anything by Terry Pratchett, okay, pretty yeah. much. Uh, science fiction wise, now there are a lot of really good authors out there that aren't massively in the mainstream. There's a British author called Adam Roberts who is not widely known, I think, but all of his books are very interesting, very well written, and definitely worth Andy a read. Can you give us a title of one of those? Um, he's written books uh, called things like Salt, Snow, Polystom, Land of the Headless, I think, was one. That was a really interesting because it introduced a very interesting idea for punishing people. It's set in the far, far future. And some crimes are capital crimes where you'd be decapitated but the people felt really bad about chopping people's heads off so what they did was they chopped the head off but they fitted the person they transferred their whole consciousness into a little unit that they wore at the base of their spine so they could walk around with no head but they were still conscious and they could still work and still do stuff but they'd been decapitated so the letter of the law had been observed but People so that's, quite, that's quite useful if you've got hay fever or, <laughs> yes. or you know, if you think about it, if you want to lose five pounds... Absolutely. Five pounds of ugly hat. Don't have to go to Slimming World or anything. Like no, that. very good. but it was a really good story. Uh, I'm just I, I'd have to say Douglas Adams has to be mentioned at oh, some yeah, point. Oh, yeah, he's in there for sure. Uh, for t- for, and I'm going to say, and this is a bit left but Terence Dix... For very personal reasons, because Terence Dix was a script editor and on writer on Doctor Who for many years, and because there was absolutely no money in 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 kind of writing them up into novels, he novelised almost all of them. So everything I read as a kid was novelised by Terence Dix. Oh, so it really wow. was. All these Doctor Who stories that had to be 120 pages, regardless for how yeah, long the story is. So he's kind of a very important writer to me. Wow, so very good. Roop, you got a favourite? Author or book? Well, I I think Douglas Adams got me into it. Mm. So um, I just thought he was a... We just went through university or I think high school, whatever it was, quoting bits of him just to annoy other people that didn't know him. A friend of mine used to do that all the time. There's a quote for every occasion. There's a quote for every occasion. Oh, no, we are going to die. You know, things like that. Wait a minute, what's the switch? (laughs) No, we are going to die, yeah. There's things like that. And, And we just went through life with Douglas Adams. And you've just... As long as you know where your towel is, Bill... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, you're okay. So Absolutely there was things brilliant. like that. So my, yeah, Douglas Adams, I think my favourite writer, but um, Neil Gaiman, oh, I yeah. absolutely love. Growing in respect for him, actually, more uh, and more. Yeah, he loves writing. You can tell he loves writing. He doesn't really care too I much. I can about... take or leave Ian Banks. There's a couple of his I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Like oh, the player, the player of games, I, the player of games I really liked, but some of them I've I've struggled with. Argument time now. Mm. I think. I think. Can we have a a debate? Consider Fleabag. There's but, only one way to settle this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've written some of my favourites down. I'm, I'm, I'm I, you do. I've already told you this before uh, in the in the past. But uh, the moat in God's High. Oh yes, uh, oh. Jerry Pornell, oh, Larry yes. Niven. Larry Niven. Just love them a bit. What about etc. Yeah, Andy yeah. Weir? Anybody? Yes, yes. I was going to say Andy Weir earlier. Yeah, I've got him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Martian is good. Isn't he a radio one DJ? Or something? <laughs> yeah, sounds like he should be, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Stanislaw Lem. I don't know. Oh, Stanislaw Lem. I've read some of his years ago, but not since, not recently. 
H.G. Wells? What's wrong with yeah, bags, I mean, the time way? machine is, is just way ahead of its time. So is uh, the, the uh, World of the Worlds. Yeah. yeah. Some of his other stuff, like the bottle, bottle of potion where it turns a person's hair green, not quite so good, but... Uh, yeah. I know that one. Yeah, one of his short stories. Mm. Okay, and I've written a few more down. Handmaid's Tale, I just think, is ah, just yes. stunning. I mean, is I that, read that last it's not year, science fiction. It yeah, it's not science fiction, it's not fantasy. What is it? It's not a story, yeah, where science fiction... I mean, it's in a science fiction... But it's futuristic, isn't it? Yeah, it's post-apocalyptic. So I, had a, I had an argument with a friend, this is in Cornwall, who was... Because uh, I just read Time Traveller's Wife. Yeah, good book. And it had just come out before the film, and I read it, and I thought it was a really good book. Okay? So I had this argument with a guy, and, and he said, well, that's science fiction. And I said, well, no, it's not. It's something else. It's not... Mm, just yeah. because it's about time... It's not really science... It's, about, it's more about how you are with people's relationships and all that. And he went... No, and then halfway through this really quite involved argument that I had with him, he hadn't even read the book. No. But because it had time traveller in it, yeah, it, right. it was obviously time. You know, yeah. I, you know, the first time I read it, I really, really enjoyed it. And when I came to read it again, I, f- I found it problematic second time around. It's uh, weird how that happens. It is, yeah. Nobody's mentioned Harry Potter. Oh, Never yeah, read I any. I enjoy a bit of Harry Potter. Is that, is that okay? Is that good, Harry Potter? Do you know, I saw the first film and I heard that uh, J.K. Rowling had wanted uh, Terry Gilliam to direct it and I, I could kind of see how much better, yeah. more interesting a film mm, it would have know. been. I don't know, I don't know. It wouldn't have been anywhere near successful because Gilliam would have gone off and spent billions of pounds yeah, on it. Yeah, it would have been tricky. Yeah. But uh, it would have been a more interesting film, you know. The books are very well plotted. I, I think the writing is very good. And what I liked about it is because there's one book for every year of Harry's year at the school. Yeah. And... The idea she may or subconsciously or consciously had was that you'd start reading it yourself when you're about 11. So the first book had yeah. language, which didn't talk down to kids, actually. It's very well written, very good language. Yeah. And then gradually, as, as the books go on and Harry gets older, the language becomes more and more adult-appropriate. Mm. And I quite like that because you can sort of grow with the books. I mean, I discovered them... You know, when I was fully grown. Snogging? I mean, I don't watch them. He ends up snogging somebody, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, they put a lot of extra stuff in the films that go on. I'm going to ask you now, right, because this is... Some people love it, some people hate it. Game of Thrones. I loved the TV series. Yeah? I audio listened to the audiobooks of them, and they were okay. But the TV series is much more tautly written and... Better, the, it can be a bit sprawling. I think the book can't yeah. it? I mean, there's like I mean, four million I, I, characters. I've not seen the TV series. TV what? series is um, brilliant. I, ha- I have read the books because well, it was on one of the channels you have to pay for, essentially. Yeah. So if I give you the DVDs, if you, you give me the DVDs, them? I would possibly watch them. Yes, but I, I, I read the books all the way through, and I still have oh. no clue what what's going on. That's yeah, why the, the series is just stretched out story. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because you. you, you Get to, I don't know, the third book or something. And here's another banner of the man of the splayed... Yeah, oh, the groinal area. Yeah. You've lost yeah. track or something. And you think, well, who, who was that Oh, again? yeah, there's yeah. It's, it's yeah. strong medicine in there. Well, I won't yeah. give you any spoilers, but it, it's, it's a must-watch, I yeah, think. Yeah, so, I anyway. think so. I it's think a so. very well-put-together thing. I'm going to ask you in a minute about your favourite TV series, mm-hmm. OK? But I think Star Trek... It's got its own segment, right? You've got to have okay. start. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Agree, agree. Yeah, okay. okay. So including spin-offs like Voyager, Enterprise, and everything, who is your favourite Star Trek character and why? One character. Who's your favourite? For me, ever since I was a little tiny kid watching Star Trek and wondering how the spaceships flew through the space and all that, Mr Spock. 
It was always oh, Mr. Spock for me. Geordie. No. Oh, no, the no. The original yeah, Star Trek. I'm old. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Spock. Every time I just, oh, I loved him. He's brilliant, isn't he? Absolutely. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be awkward and say Miles O'Brien. He's really? good. I like yeah. him. Yeah, it was like Miles him. Cole, Cole Meany, he was the Cole transporter. Meany, yeah, yeah. transporter chief originally, and, and then he became the chief engineer on Deep yeah, Space Nine. Yeah, he's good character. He was a good character. Oh, yes. The yeah. Irish guy. Oh, yeah. yes. Nice, nice actor. Good yeah, actor. He's also the dad in um, oh, The Commitments, one of my favourite Yeah, he films. was. Yeah. I love The Commitments. Anyway, that's another yeah. story. Root, what's your favourite well, character? Well, I think in, in, in Star Trek, it would have to be... Um, Scotty was the way I learned yeah. about... Scottish okay. people, and I could, you know, understand. One of my favorite actors actually was a guy in Deep Space Nine, and he was in an episode where this is one race chasing another, and they were trying to rescue this guy. Oh. And he comes in, I can't remember the name, you probably know it, Pray. comes in, and they're having a, having a chat. And he says, He says, uh, they were talking about the holodeck, and they were saying, Oh, we got holodecks, you can come out, you know, enjoy, you know, relax by the sea, you know, holodeck. And he says, isn't life adventure enough? Mm-hmm. And I went, wow, that's quite profound. So I, I got profounded. I think probably my, um, Michael Dawn had the most fun, though, was Commander Wharf. Yeah. He, he used to do this thing where he'd, he'd, he'd talk to the audiences and he'd say, uh, oh, you know, he'd had this, the typical scenario would be there was aliens outside and Captain Picard was saying, we need to open up communications with them. And Riker would say, yes, scan their thingies and <laughs> come back to Wharf. I think we should kill, kill them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. it true that he actually had a Mars bar on his head? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Pasty. Pasty, isn't it? I thought it was Cornish pasty. Yeah, it's Cornish pasty for sure. It was crimped, wasn't it? Crimped, it was. It did look like a Cornish pasty. I'm surprised none of you said Captain Janeway. I'm I'm really surprised Mm. not. Her Mm. voice. I like the character. She Mm. was a strong female lead, which is rare enough, let's face it. Not the best. But her voice used to just get me. You're just going to nag the Borg to death, aren't you? (laughs) They'll give up because they don't want to hear you anymore. She is brilliant. (laughs) Really, really good in Orange is the New Black as Red. As the Russian, Russian, I want to see that, but it's all on pay now. Really, really good now, and you just kind of think, if they'd just given her something more to do, but yeah, as you say, she's just so irritating voice vocally. Her voice just drove me crackers. But she was a good character. Yeah, my favourite character was Seven of Nine. Oh, I like Seven as well. You're thinking of a particular aspect of Seven of Nine. Well, I would, because every time I saw Seven of Nine, I was thinking, I wonder what number eight's like. Maybe that was her hotness rating. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, seven of nine. Seven of nine. Now that's true. Now, Q, I think. It's, oh, he was good fun. Yeah, great yeah. character. Yeah, was Delancey. he a god? Can you explain what yeah, he was? He comes from the Q continuum, yes, isn't he? Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of dimensional beings, yeah. aren't they? And they're okay. very powerful. All right. There's a few things I want to ask you about because I'm, I'm not sure about the um, the Star Trek segment. Like, so about platinum gold with the. Um, what are we talking about? Gold press platinum. Yeah, Gold that right. Oh, the money, the Ferengis so, like yeah. that. Why didn't they just replicate it? Oh, well, this is the quick thing about Star Trek because arguably it's a cashless society. Exactly they said there's no money. So what? What were the Ferengis about? But the Ferengis well, they just obviously liked that weren't. Stuff, they, they were kind of trading with the uh, mm. with the. Uh, Federation, Federation thank you, else. the word uh, escaped me there. But they, yeah, they did like their cold so They had to find them. ways of trading with other people that didn't involve money because obviously the Federation don't use money, but the Ferengi still like the acquisition of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were good negotiators. you'd have to barter, wouldn't you? You'd have yeah. have this Although why you would go to work in a unit. spaceship 5,000 5, years away from Earth, day in, day out, and risk your life for no money. Yeah. I'm they sorry, were quite but if, spiritual, if, though. If, they were if, quite, if, Ferengi were quite spiritual. One of their quotes was, 
greed is eternal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm, that I'm right. sure that was one of Jesus's as well, you know. Was it? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Jesus and I want was to know, a Ferengi. You heard it here first. I want to know where the toilets were on on the spaceship. I, I think they just went. beamed the poo right yeah, out of I you. Have, I have two theories about that, and, and then there's a serious answer, actually. Go on. Um, Firstly, as Jane says, they when they transport a board, they just extract it from them. That's the possibility. They've oh, done that before with diseases no. and things before uh, now. Secondly, their their the uniforms are hyper you know sensitive and can absolutely absorb it. Bit like June, bit like June. The um, but yes, yes, there is an episode of, of, of Voyager actually where they're trapped in an alternative future and everything on the Enterprise is on the Voyager is broken. And there's a line where someone says, and we've only got one working toilet left. Oh, on they do ah. have toilets. So they do have them. Because I suppose okay. they need all the molecules they can get to put into the replicator yeah. so that they can make new foods yeah. and new cups of Earl Grey tea and yeah. that kind of thing. Do you, yeah. remember in, do you remember, just as a really interesting point, you remember in Douglas Adams where... where the computer tried to make tea, but it wasn't quite right. Yes, almost and it wasn't. Exactly it was almost exactly like tea, but it wasn't. Tea. And he was the most frustrated Englishman. Mm. Yes, yeah. uh, that was left. Yeah, trying yes. to. Um, sort that. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, genius, genius. With the Borg, right? If you're on a like the Borg, right? They're quite all powerful, aren't they? Yeah? yeah, I do like the Borg, but everyone goes on a regeneration break at the same time. <laughs> so Do you not know. think they could have at least had a shift system? I mean, that was obvious, yeah? yeah. And then, oh, hang on a second, somebody um, goes onto their spaceship, right? Oh, they're not a threat. Let's leave them alone. Yeah, we don't bother with them. Who does that? Nobody. You're not going to win anything doing that with that attitude, are you? No, that is true. I can't really argue against that. No. Probably, <laughs> there's inexperience there as well, because let's face it, they probably haven't had that many people turn up on their spaceship unannounced, have That's they? True, yeah. yeah, but they've they've got the fountain of knowledge from like a million galaxies yes. that they've uh, they've conquered, and there's all this shared information. But they've never shared information about a three shift system. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Never needed one. Six two two ten. You know what I mean? It's yeah. everyone's asleep. On here holidays. On yeah, exactly. Flexi time. They could have worked flexi, flexi time. Flexi time. Yeah, imagine Borg, you know, four or six goes to his uh, uni matrix boss and says, um, you yeah, know, can I have uh, Thursday afternoon? I forgot the dentist. <laughs> I reckon that would happen. There's no unions for them, I know. Imagine a Borg organising a strike. Yeah, Borg union. One out, all out. Everything. And they would. <laughs> and and the Klingons, right? I mean, like Klingons, they, they, oh. they used to be baddies, didn't they? But they're yeah. not yeah, they're anymore, brilliant. right? So they they all go. They have parties, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. They get sloshed. I'm not going to talk about sex, but they, they have fighting, yeah. rough well, sex. They have that, yeah. Really sharp knives, yeah. 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 There's a lot of good things about the Klingon. I like <laughs> the Klingon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never quite sure why, what happened between the old series and the new series because they didn't used to have Cornish pasties on there. No, they didn't. They were quite human-like, weren't they? The never very, very really first ones. Explained. It's kind of alluded to a couple I think of times. Yeah, yeah, they were a variant race. Yeah, they were a variant race. Those early ones. Fashion statement. Maybe. Could well be like tattoos on humans. You know? Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Yes. I know what's missing from my forehead: a Cornish pasty. Yes, <laughs> maybe we could start that. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna... can we have other patisserie as well? You know, somebody could have a croissant, maybe. Okay, the worst Star Trek character, right? And I'm going to start it off now. I'm going to start it off. Okay. Right, worst one. Every now and again, there's a flipping Sherlock Holmes in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. What is all that about? Yeah. That's just just doing it for the sake of it. Neelix. 
Neelix. Neelix. Oh, that's one of my oh he that used to more. just so annoy me. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to go with Commander Benjamin Sisko. Oh, Sisko. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was, was a plank of wood, though, wasn't he? Yeah. A plank of wood, and he did this thing whenever he got angry with his mouth going like, like, like this all over the place. It's just like, stop <laughs> doing <laughs> that. It's just, I can't look at yeah. the screen. Yeah. Audience, you can't see this, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> We'll do a sketch later on. Math, yeah. math gymnastics there. Yeah. <laughs> have we got any, any uh, worst? Well, it's not the worst. I just didn't understand it. I was, I was, talk, I was talking to, to the guys before. It was the trouble with tribbles. Mm. The tribble it was just like fluffy things that fell out the ventilation shaft. Yes. And kept growing. And I think Uhuru brought it on board as a pet. And there was this little tribble, yes. which is a little... They obviously had... Ex, uh, they were probably went to Disneyland and bought these little fluffy things. Yeah. And yeah. basically they were getting drowned with these tribbles. Yeah. It just wasn't, you know, because you're waiting up as a kid. You're waiting for these episodes. Yeah. There's nothing else to watch. Yeah. Um, so you're waiting and then you just see these fluffy balls fall out. You know, I didn't it, like it. It wasn't exactly... Not my favourite. <laughs> no, not quite You could have that I know, sorry. Um, but can, before we move on from tribbles, yeah. I'm going to say to you, because you like Heinlein, don't you? Martian oh, flat yes. cats. Oh, yes. I don't know that. What's it... Martian flat cats appeared in one of his stories. I can't remember which one now, oh. but they were basically tribbles. Oh wow! Yeah. No, well, know. actually, do you know that they had to get a waiver from him to did do they? the show? Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised because they they were Martian flat that. cats. Yeah, that's wow. exactly it. And they said, "Oh, we better be. We're going to get sued by Heinlein." So they had to get that waiver. Robert Anson Heinlein. Klingon was okay. Did you know that they possess eight chambered hearts? Two livers, multiple stomachs, 23 ribs, and three testicles. I say, Carruthers. Did you know I, that? I did not know. You know what the Klingon word for testicles is? No, that was my next question. Kajumpix. <laughs> you said that with relish. It's a great word. <laughs> what are they called? Kajumpux. How did you know that? Do you have to say that with delight? On your I think head? you have to. I think it's the law. I think that is law, yeah. Excellent. New segment. Bam, bam, bam. Right, OK. Favourite science fiction TV programme? What's your favourite? I like Firefly. Oh, good choice. That was a terrific... Killed far too early. Great thing, that was. I loved it. I loved about... I mean, yes, Western in space. OK, I get it. But what I loved about it was the way they'd imagined the society of the time because one of the things that they had was that they spoke Mandarin half the time in it. And it was real mm. Mandarin. They all had to go off and learn this stuff. And I would. I loved that the idea that there were two lingua franca and you know, there was English and there was Mandarin. You just like the main actor, didn't you? Nathan he Fillion? Oh, yeah, I like a bit of Nathan Fillion. I, I can yeah. understand completely why it failed, though, because when I first watched it, I didn't get it at all. I had to watch it again, and I thought, actually, this is, this is good. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna say Blake Seven. I was gonna say yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Much yeah we like, like Blake, Seven. Who, Blake yeah. Seven. Blake Seven's good. I was, I was stuck here, okay, because you've got obviously Doctor Who. I mean, I think Doctor yeah. Who's just given anyway. I don't think yeah, that should yeah, be included. Yeah, yeah. It should be already automatically there. So you've got Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Yeah. yeah. Stingray. Captain's Girls. Captain's X Files. X-Files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Babylon 5. Yes. Yeah, Babylon yeah, 5. Yeah, that's a good one. That good that's one, yeah. There. Battlestar Galactic. The latest one. Uh, not, I've not yeah, I've not seen, seen that. Oh, come on. I remember the old one, but I know I'm missing that. Didn't, 
Book Rogers in the 25th yeah, and a half century. Yeah, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Come now, on, I'm going to take that. issue with anybody here, and I'll fight any man here who thinks the TV series is, is the thing. The radio series Ra- is the I thing. None of this TV nonsense. No films. None of this. I disagree because there was a TV series that I saw first. Yeah, you were in the wrong place at the wrong time, basically. I love that TV series. The film's not great, if we're honest. No, the films weren't great. But the the original TV series, when it landed in the late seventies, you know, it just blew blew Brilliant. my mind. So, uh, next question: worst TV program, sci-fi or fantasy TV program? Shall I kick off? Yeah, go on. Right, a little-known one that was showed in the very late seventies and early eighties. Now, admittedly, it wasn't aimed at a sophisticated adult audience. It was called Jason of Star Command. Gosh, I don't and know that one. No, you won't. that one. It, that you go, Google it. Google it. YouTube. Search for it. There, okay. there are episodes of it on there. And it is truly awful. But the thing about it was, it can, one of the main characters in season one of it anyway was a character called Commander Carmarthen, and he was played by the legendary James Doohan. Wow. Of Star Trek fame. Now, what on earth was he doing in this thing? So, who was he in Star Trek? For those of. Yeah, I obviously know. Montgomery obviously. Scott. Oh, it's, oh, it's him. Yeah, Scotty. Ah. It was him. And he was painted blue. And he <laughs> was the commander of um, Space Academy. Mm. Yeah. And uh, the main hero of the piece, Jason, mm. played by Craig Littler, would go out and do battle with this evil, evil character called Dragos, who. Was played by the redoubtable Have you Sid Hayes. Brilliant voiceovers. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. you I'd love do to do voiceovers. voiceovers actually. Just say, I would, buy, I would buy anything that you put this. <laughs> say, <laughs> say Dragos again. Dragos. Yes, who had one eye which glowed. And it was, and, and he just, he was such a pantomime villain. He would just strut about, ah, 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 ah. You know, my evil plans come to fruition, all this kind of thing. I and, used to love that as a kid. Yeah, well, exactly. It is aimed at kids, but honestly, even kids, even I think even if I were a five-year-old watching that, I'd be embarrassed for them because it's just, just... You see, the thing about that is, like, you know, when Blake Seven, he talks about it earlier, you know, um, what I loved about it was it was so badly shot that, you know, <laughs> all, the, all the walls would move a bit if you touched the walls, and it was... but. It didn't matter. We knew. We yeah. took it for granted. Yeah. It didn't have to be Hollywood. The, Suspension the thing about of Blake it was Seven really is it, because it was classed as a drama series, it only had a, a special effects budget of £1,000 an episode, and that's wow. why it looks as cheap We as were it lucky does. to get oh, that. I love that. Yeah. It was part yeah. of the whole thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And that has some very yeah. nice-looking um, ladies yeah, If we want to talk about terrible sci-fi series, I think Tripods has to have Oh, yes, the Tripods. Tripods. Which that is basically, it's basically, no, it's, the Tripods. They're similar machines to the machines in War of the Worlds. Right. But it's based on a series of short children's books, and the series is just interminably dull and slow. Yeah, and there's the four episodes where they're sat in a, sh- in a <clears throat> chateau in France, hiding from the tripods, and nothing else happens. Is this worse than the triples? Yes. Oh, oh okay. The triples is, is. I high had this art. memory of, it, of them hiding in a cave from watching it as a kid and thinking, "Oh, this is really great." And I watched it a couple of years ago over <laughs> Christmas. And thought, this is really terrible. Well, the books, isn't it? Read the books though, <laughs> by John Christopher. <laughs> The, the White Mountains, The City of Golden Lead and The Pool of Radiance, a little trilogy there. And they, yeah, they were quite good, and, we loved and, them. And Primeval, which the only saving oh, grace yeah. of that is Hannah Spurgeon and Knickers. Yeah. Good Can I ask a question, gravy. Bill? Go on. What book 
that hasn't been translated into a film or a play or food or anything <laughs> would you wish that was in a film because I've got one go on because I've just been reading it and it was called uh, oh crikey it was Tad Williams Ooh. and it was called Other Worlds the Other Worlds series and it, if you haven't read it it's fabulous is that the one yeah. where it's well, about six big fat books yep I read that years ago. Excellent. Yeah. That would make a terrific and it's, it's, TV series. It's basically series. taking AI and everything, and in a virtual, you know, like mm. walking into a shopping centre, but it's all virtual, you know. And it's a great story, with different characters. Mm. But they get this guy from Botswana, like he's a bushman. Yes. As part of, so he sees it totally different to every, like you would see it, and it's brilliant. Yeah. I've never seen that in a in a in a play or a book. I Is there a agree. book? Just pass it over to you because you're. Good. Is there a book that you think should be translated? I don't know that there is really. Um, I mean, you mentioned uh, that one of the things you could turn it into would be a, a food. Mm. Certainly, Doctor Who has been turned into food. I've seen plenty of Tardis cakes. In fact, I have been in the Yeah. <laughs> was that in Amsterdam? No, no. My, 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 when I was about eight or nine, my my friend, my mum, my mum made baked me a, a Tardis shaped. Oh, sweet. Okay. Excellent. You could have uh, little Dalek Madeleines, couldn't you? Yeah. Could you see it now? Right. Have you ever met a celebrity, Jane? Have you yes. ever? Yeah. I've met a few celebrities. Not yeah. not a huge amount, but apart I've... from Bill Bates, obviously. Apart no, from Bill Bates, Bates obviously, Bates, obviously. Yeah. and yeah. and Roop. I think I think Bill is Cyphonfish. Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> He's actually a hologram. I think if you turn off that Mac over there, he'll just disappear. Yeah. Right. So I've met the legendary Paul Darrow, yeah. Avon wow. from Blake Seven. Wow. Oh, you haven't. I have. Yeah. Uh, I've also met Jacqueline Pierce from the same show, Servalan. Yeah. Yes. Is this like a convention, Jane? Um, no, actually, we went to see them. They were touring in plays unrelated to that. Um, Paul Darrow was appearing with, um, what was his name? Windsor, not Windsor Davis, the other fella. Frank Windsor. Uh, in Inspector Fothergill's Murder, oh, which is right, a play okay. on at the Belgrave. And my friend and I, whose friend's a huge Blake Seven fan, we, we loitered around the stage door and got Paul Darrow's signature. We also got Rula Lenska's signature bizarre because she was in it as well. And uh, Frank Windsor wouldn't come down because he thought that was beneath him. So, yeah. so to him. <laughs> uh, so Jacqueline Pierce, she was very gracious. We saw her in Shadowlands, which was an adaptation of the C.S. Lewis novel of the same name, well, sort of autobiography of the same name, which is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. She had an American accent, but it kind of travelled around the United States. One minute she was a southern belle, and next minute she was from from the north, you know, from Canada. You should really do sound bites and sound <laughs> areas. There's a whole career for you there. Available for weddings and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> Rupe, have you ever met a celebrity? Oh, Clive Lloyd, I'd say. He's not science fiction. Oh, yeah, he's not. Well, he was for me, because how does he do that? Anyway... Um, no, no, I haven't. No, no. Uh, Paul, I believe you have. Yes, I, well, tells me. Se- several, uh, but um, I think the, the story you're looking for there is my John Pertwee story. Of course. That's it, that's the one. Uh, so, oh, my Lord. So, so back in the day, back in the 90s, uh, just after Doctor Who had been cancelled, the, doc- the official... It, as doc- in cancelled, as in, like... It did stop from being made anymore. Best, rather best than, Who, because it's woke. Best because, not because it was not woke. Not that's yeah, 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 yeah. Right, okay. because it was losing <laughs> numbers and time, but... Uh, mm. So it, the, the official Doctor Who convention of the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, the Panopticon, moved to Coventry for several years. Wow. And we went pretty much every year, and there'd be like 
there'd be uh, interview panels in the main hall and there'd be screenings in some of the side rooms and there'd be autograph queues. Uh, and if you wanted to, you could pay a little bit extra and have a meal with a celeb with on a celebrity table, so you'd get like two people from the series on your on your table. And uh, the first year we'd had these two guys who did BBC special effects, who were actually really interesting because they did Red Dwarf as well. Brilliant, yeah, made models yeah. and stuff. And uh, and then the Smeg. second year, sorry, uh, we had uh, <laughs> that out later because that's rude. <laughs> I like it. We had John Nathan Turner, who was the producer for 10 years, and Gary, Down Gary Downey, who was the uh, location finder. Now, I didn't know till later that it was also John's partner, and that was really why he was at the meal, because he could get a free meal for his partner. And in the main room, whilst this evening meal was going on, they were showing the Peter Cushing Dalek film, which kind of comes into the story in a bit. And John Pertwee had a bit of a reputation for being a bit... Um, short-tempered, shall we say. Wow. It would often be a little bit rude. In fact, two times previously, he'd kind of snapped to me when I'd asked him for an autograph. Because um, he he'd just obviously been signing them for hours and hours and hours. But we were sat on this table um, with John Nathan Turner and Gary Downey having this quite nice meal. And all of a sudden, I'm aware that my brother, who sat opp opposite me, is just gazing with his mouth almost hitting the floor. And I turn around and sat right next to me is John Pertwee. Who and he stayed there for about twenty minutes chatting to everyone, really wow. friendly, really nice. And I had enough time to kind of and he, the first thing he said was, Have you seen that film they're showing in the main main studio at the moment? Poor old Roy Castle, he's doing his best, but he can't save it. Wow. <laughs> and then he was on about some What was his else. accent like? Was it quite it was very posh. Very, very posh. Very yeah. like oh, the, that's the interesting. The Doctor Who Okay, so he was himself. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Um, not at all of gummage at all. No, and he just not recently yeah. done this thing for this morning with Richard and Judy, uh -huh. where they'd got him to go on via a video link to introduce interview William Shatner. Ooh. So Doctor Who interviews William Shatner, Captain Weird. Kirk. Amazing. Uh, so I said, "Oh, what was what was William Shatner like to interview?" Man's an ass. Didn't know anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> Love that. Love that. So, oh. I have a picture at home of me and John Persby, which proves this is a true really? thing. Really? Oh, nice. So, so I, can you just ask me that question again? Do I know a celebrity? I, so, uh, have you ever met a celebrity? No. 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 no sorry, no. Do you ask me? No. No. I have. I, Actually, I do know one that you might be interested in. Do you want... There was a guy. Do you know the spin off books from yes. Doctor Who? There's all these spin off yeah. books. That yes. you can, mm -hmm. And they weren't quite. They didn't make it or they weren't part of it. There's a guy called Justin Richards who lives in Warwick. Right. And I went to school with, and it was just coincidence that we were back in Warwick. And he wrote uh, a lot of the spin-off books. Yeah. And I think it was... was it I the one you know the, the You know the Victorian Dago and somebody? It's a Victorian sort of um, bit of it. Yeah, that was a spin-off. I know, I know who you mean, yes. Uh, Dago from, and somebody... Yes, Drago oh. and uh, from the uh, Talons of Wang Chang. They did, oh, yeah. Probably, I think you're probably right there. Drago and Lightfoot. That's the one. Well Thank done. You. So Thank he wrote you. those. But the thing about it was, and this is, uh, you know, you are now talking to me, because he put me in a book. No. He put my name in a book, yeah. But it was a kid's book, and it was called The School of... Uh, frights or something, and it was all about ghosts and things in the school. And there was a main main kid, and there was a spiky head Indian lad yeah. kid called Rupam. Hey. So wow. afterwards, so I remember re uh, writing it, uh, so reading it for one of my for, for one, one of the kids years ago, and, and I came up with my name. So I, I, I Facebooked him. I said. That's my name. He goes, well, yes, he says, the reason name for those, heroes. The, the reason oh, that those books came about was partly because Doctor Who had been cancelled at the time, not because it was politically. Well, yeah. um, but uh, Virgin Publishing bought the Target imprint and they got all the old Doctor Who's as part of that. 
And so they decided to get a license to print new adventures, which were sold uh -huh. to the fans. And so people like Justin Richards yeah. and, um, oh, God, his name's gone out of Mark Gatiss. Mm -hmm. He started his writing career there as well. Did ben, ben Aranovich did as Amazing well. Amazing, isn't that? Oh, he's yeah. good. He yeah, was like one it. of the early ones there. So. Very good. Well, I, I've actually met um, Severed of Nine. Hey. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I, I, I was asleep at the time. <laughs> it, it was a dream, <laughs> but it still counts. It still counts. I think. Yes. Yeah. Can I uh, just say Terry Pratchett? Yeah, yes. you can say I, it, but did you meet him? Yes, I did meet him. Oh, wow. Years and years ago, in the yeah, early 80s, too, when he, his first book came out, Colour of Magic, oh, yes, a friend book. of mine who was also lodging with us at the time said, well, I'll read this, it's dead funny. So I read it, and I was a big into Dungeons & Dragons in those days. Mm. Big up for Dungeons & Dragons, everybody. Yeah. And uh, mm. I read this, honestly, I was screaming with laughter. I've never laughed so much in my life because it was such a brilliant parody of the whole fantasy schlock. Thing. So can I ask you something then? Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but can I ask you? So you met you met him. I did. So who would win a battle then? On my money, with, with him, with him. Hang on, you don't know what we're saying. I don't yet. care who you yeah, say. With him and Douglas Adams. No, Pratchett. Fight, every day fight, if we're talking a physical fight, oh, Pratchett. If, if we're talking a physical fight, Douglas Adams was six foot five, so I reckon he could hold Pratchett. But off. don't oh, you I think? But so, then okay. Pratchett could kick He's him more in the feisty. Nuts. Don't you think that Douglas yeah. Adams led the way? Yes, definitely, because Pratchett eight. himself says that he was very inspired so by Hitchcock. So he's won. Wow. He's won. Donald Sutherland wins. Nah. Sorry, go back to your thing. Yeah, anyway. Pratchett is a more consistent writer. Terry Pratchett uh, Sorry, used Jay. to work for the Central Electricity Generating Board. He was the press officer for the South East Region. How do you know that? Because I worked at the same company at no. the same time. Ooh. And you know what my biggest regrets was? Um, we had There was a company telephone him. directory, and it had his name and number in it. And I wish I had stolen one of those and brought it home, <laughs> because I'm sure some Pratchett completist out there would pay tons for it. On Anyway, that wasn't where I met him, because, I mean, I did think about phoning police. No, that would have been completely inappropriate and unprofessional to bother him at work. But he came, there used to be a science fiction bookshop in Birmingham called Andromeda. Mm -hmm. And he came there to do a book signing. And his, he, was, oh, he wasn't famous yet, so nobody was queuing up for him. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. So yeah. I got to spend... At least half an hour just riffing yeah, with him, like just chatting. And had he only written the one book at that time? I think um, The Light Fantastic was out as well, or right. was just coming out. Maybe that was what the signing mm. tour was all about. But I met him there and I was able to just chat with him for ages because he, he was into Dungeons Dragons. Well, so we're talking about all of that and computers because I was into computers and he was into computers. Ah, it was just fantastic. It's interesting, isn't it? Because that book came out and, and then I remember sitting on tube stations and, and what have you where. Everyone, like every other person, had colour of magic in their yeah, hands, yeah. and it was like it suddenly like blew out of all proportion. Didn't it? Yeah, this it was did. like before. This is before, you know, before internets and all that sort of stuff, wasn't it? But everyone was reading colour of magic. I remember that's why I read it. Okay, we're on our last segment now. Okay, and this for me is the best segment, Doctor Who Doctor segment. Who. Doctor Who. Doctor, Doctor Who, Doctor Who, Doctor Who, the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, 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 love so much. So uh, there's only one answer to this, but who's the best writer? The best writer oh. for this for the TV mm. TV series, yeah. Writer? Are we talking classics era? Or... Anything you like. I, I mean, don't know the classic people ones. People like Philip Hinchcliffe did some really dark stuff. Mm. Terence Dix obviously was very prolific. Um, 
I mean, some of the stuff from Russell Davis stuff is really good. Um, Stephen Moffat. Steve Moffat. I, like did some I would say Moffat was yeah, just the only, yeah. the only answer. I thought it was Moffat was going to be the one. Yeah, Hinch, Hinchcliffe from the air, from the original series did some really dark and interesting stories. Um, oh, the Warriors Gate one is really good. I can't remember who wrote it though. Okay, then. So, the first proper question, right? The best baddie. Mm. See, see. Go on, go, go for it, Root. Go I'm for not it. Even, I'm not the I'm not the boss. No, but no, but okay. What's, so, what's oh, your sorry. Thing? No, I have a strong thing about the cyborgs. I know I mentioned them before. Brilliant. The cyborgs really creep me out. Do you mean the Cybermen? Oh yes, thank you, yes, Cybermen. But they thank are you. cyborgs. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. You got, see, thank you. You're I stand to be corrected, but then I got over uncorrected. Uncorrected. Thank you. <laughs> um, but but later on, do you remember later on? You know, with um, the later sort of stuff that was came on, there was um, things like you know the scarecrows. Yes, scared the hell out of me, and I was in my late fifties. You know, I I was watching with my daughter. She's fine. I'm going. Oh my god! Yeah, but you understand the implications more than a kid would. A kid would just see a funny walking. Well, probably, but you know. Yeah, it was a bit weird that one actually. When I was watching it, I thought it was a bit weird. I just found it. I just found it really scary. Anyway, obviously you've got the Daleks and the Cybermen, but maybe them and the Master are a little bit overused. So I'm going to I'm going to say Ice Warriors. Oh, that's good. Because they've kind of got an interesting. They've got a kind of a this kind of militaristic, but also very noble background for their kind of reason, and they kind of vary between bad guys and good guys because they have got that kind of the honour in them yeah I I like until they overused them I loved the weeping angels yes I thought they were genuinely but I think there's a way to defeat them that they never explored in that first episode blink it was you know you mustn't close your eyes so why don't you just go this yeah I'm yeah, winking, I'm eye. closing one eye, yeah. and then I'm closing the other one and opening. Yeah. So you always get continuity. Or matchsticks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but then your eyes would dry out and you'd... OK, yeah, okay, very give it that. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think you could wink at them. I think a chisel would have been better. A chisel, yeah. I quite like, now that we've got decent CGI, I'd quite like to see the Mara come back as well. Who? The Mara. the Mara was a kind of a snake-like creature that, that came into two Peter Davison stories when they still had dodgy oh. special effects. You see, I never got into Peter Davison. And Davis it kind of got into see. people's brains and overtook them. And oh, that's, okay. Then that brings us back to Martin Clunes, actually, who mm. we mentioned earlier, because one of Clunes's earliest uh, TV performances, he plays the prince of this planet mm. that gets overtaken by the Mara. And I swear, they've got him in one of Julian Clary's cast-offs. <laughs> Get away. You have to Google Martin Clune's snake I dance. I think that's happening right and, now, uh, as we yeah, speak. Yeah, with, hopefully with, people like, are reaching for kind of, their phones this, and tablets. This kind of dress-like thing with these marigold gloves on his arms and this kind of <laughs> weird pink turban thing. Uh, and it's like they were trying to go for that new romantic adamant type of thing and they just yeah. did got it well, wrong. See, you know? Was it what got me with the whole of these sort of baddies? I'm digressing a bit, Bill. I hope that's okay. But it. was that, you know, you talk about the marigold gloves, but do you remember with the Daleks, that was just a sink plunger. That was a plunger. <laughs> yeah. So I could never get scared. Uh, yeah. Well, I, mean, I know yeah. everyone was scared of them. They hid behind sofas and all. that was a plunger. But they are useful to have around if you have got a water-based emergency. They can block your toilet. <laughs> Absolutely. They were they? useful, but they weren't that scary. I've never been scared by a plunger. I mean, I've been scared by what might not you know, come out the toilet if Brilliant. you don't do it. Oh, yeah, maybe that's right. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. OK, then. The best Doctor Who's companion. Ooh. Ooh class, again, classic or new? Either. I mean, I... I, I mean... The, the obvious ones that f- the fans will go from from the classic era is going to be Sarah Jane Smith and uh, Jamie, 
And yeah. for me, Jamie, I just love Jamie. Jamie? Which one's that? Jamie was the Fraser was Hines. And... Fraser Hines, Patrick Troughton assistant. He was from uh, the Battle of Culloden. Uh, and, that was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a different that's and, uh, history. We're not. We're doing sci-fi he, now. He had this kind of way of being brave beyond his means because he couldn't understand the world he would be in, but he would kind of brave it out and be, uh, "Oh, are you one of those?" He ended up on Emma that oh, as a kid, being yeah. slightly out of my element all the time. I love okay. Jamie. Yeah, Rupe, you got any any um, favourites or not? Well, you know, you know the girl with, you know, when K nine was a big thing. Yes. And that girl who didn't wear much. Leela. Oh, I can't remember her name. Leela. Yeah. Yeah. She went in my formative years. Yeah. I'm just being honest. Um, she was I like K9. That oh. and Bob. Louise, <laughs> yeah. Louise Jameson. Louise Jameson. Louise Jameson, yeah. yeah. She was one of my favorite. But K9, I think, was, as a doctor's buddy, was, you know, he, he just felt safe with him around. Really? In, in, yeah. in the rehearsals, um, John Leeson famously used to crawl around the, on all floors <laughs> doing the voice, and Tom did Baker it? said they should have put that on screen. That would have been better, yeah. I hated K9, I have to say. Oh, no. any, oh, any other oh. best? Best for me, I really liked. Um, I liked Ace because mm-hmm. she was yeah. feisty, yeah. and Ace. I liked Tegan as well because she was also feisty. Are you just making up these names? No, I know. no, no. Yeah. no. Okay. Tegan, uh, I, Tegan and was, Ace both came back yeah. recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did actually. Um, d- despite the fact I find it absolutely not funny, Donna Donna Noble, Catherine yeah. Tate is yeah, a really she was good, a good, new, good, good, good assistant. Yeah. Oh, is that controversial, Bill? We no, no, I just cannot believe you haven't mentioned the two I've written down. I just can't... I quite like Bradley Walsh, though, actually. Who, 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 I, got... I wouldn't have chosen, but he was brilliant. Yeah, he was good, he but, good. yeah, he's not the who best. Who have you got written down? Amelia Pond. Yeah. Oh, come on. There's a thing with Karen Gillan is quite early on, she she's really outclassing Matt Smith, and I think maybe it was at that point was not. But, yeah, she's very good. And uh, Clara. Clara? Yeah, no, I'm not fond of Clara. You don't like Clara? No. I remember Clara. Who's uh, Clara? Jenna Coleman. She was with Matt she was, Smith. She was God. the one that jumped into the Doctor's time stream and knew him throughout all history. And, oh, right, OK. Uh, oh, I, like, do. I like Pond. Pond is just... Yeah, Amy Pond. Yeah, Amy Pond. That was Karen Gillan. All right, and worst... Oh, 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 oh. There's two. Adric. 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 I was going to say that. Adric. Oh. Even, even Matthew Waterhouse didn't like Adric much. He was awful. So, so who is Adric? For those Ad- of us... I mean, so I obviously know. Adric joined uh, towards <laughs> the end of the Tom Baker era. He was Tom a... Tom Baker, the Scarlet. He was Tom a Baker. refugee from a planet where the ship What's had wrong crashed. with refugees? Nothing. He was an expert in maths and he had a gold star on his badge, but oh, he, he was did. just so wet the whole time. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. because he, he never was trying had to row over. Yeah. That's why he was so wet. He was trying to maybe. row over uh, to get <laughs> very good. Yeah. So I, my, mine is um, the absolute worst is, um, is it Matt Luca? Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas is his oh, character. Yeah. Shocking. Uh, the Could, robot creature. Oh, he was. was fun. I yeah. like and Catherine yeah. Tate. I just thought, what is Catherine I Tate th- doing on there? It's just... See, I've I've gone completely opposite to you. I thought, I really like her. Yeah. yeah. Um. What was the, What was the the age, the girl who was in the last series that was in love with the Doctor all of a sudden? Not Yaz. Yeah, Yaz. They never gave her anything to do. Yeah. Yeah. Her and the, and the there other were loads character. of assistants. There, there was too many days, people yeah, in the TARDIS. Yeah, just a whole crowd of them yeah. running about. Yeah, yeah. there was no room for them, was no. there? <laughs> yeah. No. It was full. No one's mentioned Rose. Um, oh, yeah, Rose. Rose yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Right. Good or bad? Um, what, what do we think? I like Rose. Good or bad? Rose? Yeah. Probably the most, most unfortunate is going to be Katarina, who appears in one story and then gets ejected into space. <laughs> These things happen. They didn't Good. like her, did they? No, they didn't. No. Goodbye, Katarina. All right, and last question, okay? Last question before we finish, right? Who is the best Doctor Who? Oh, blimey. Oh, blimey. Come on, that's difficult. Now, are we talking classic? Anything you want. Tom Baker is classic. Tom Baker, but 
honourable mention to Patrick Tratton, who I love. Yeah. So yeah. Good as I liked him. I liked Pertwee um, I was a kid when they yeah. were on. I quite. I mean, obviously, David Tennant goes yeah, without saying because he's, he's gotta just gotta be so good. So, in nine, but, but, David Tennant, but, nine. But Peter, Cal- Peter Capaldi is really worth watching as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, this is interesting because my daughter used to cry. You know when they used to change? Yeah. She used to get used to a doctor. Now, she's thinking about David Tennant. So, she got into it, David Tennant, time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then she couldn't believe they were going to change him. She Aww. was like, she, like, I used to watch it religiously with her. That was one thing we watched together. And then he was going... And then she didn't even want to know about Matt What's-His-Face. Right? Yeah. And the thing is that she loved Matt's What's-His-Face. Yeah. She's older now. Like We're talking a few years later. And then she just couldn't. She was beside herself. Mm. She was oh. in tears. When, oh, no. And then she never looked. She never. We never watched it together after oh. that. But because he was really good. And I think mm. he was my best. Matt. What, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Yeah, he grew up. I still think he was too young when he started. Towards the end, he was no, really, no, really wasn't good. He about, wasn't he like. He was like 20. 000. He was 24 when he started. No, he was 24,000 years, I think. Yeah, the like, actor was 24. Oh, okay, I've put Matt Smith <laughs> as number one and joint second David Tennant and Peter Cabaldi. Yeah, so yeah. that's all from the modern era. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I've, I love Star Trek. But I think you, you have to kind of say a little mention to Jodie Whittaker who never got yes. the, 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 the yeah, ability yeah. to do what oh, she could Oh yeah, have done. she was good. She was, she she was, was fine, but she just wasn't given the material no. to be anything more. Yeah, than the material, the, the stories went yeah. great. Were they? Yeah. Do you know what though, John Pertwee, going back to him, I grew up with him, that's when I got into Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved it. I just mean that because yeah. again, at that time, that's all you knew. And he had this command, he had this gravitas in yes. me and all that. Yes. I'm not a big fan of Pertwee as a doctor. I know because you sat but, next to him and he knew but, no. But <laughs> Peter, Peter Davison is the one I can't watch going backwards because he's always doing this thing where he's staring off blankly into space and it just makes me want to punch him. Yeah. But maybe he's considering life. Maybe he's considering. Yeah, he's supposed to be looking out of this world and detached and stuff, but it's just annoying. Pathos. Maybe that's pathos that you don't understand. Yeah. Or yeah. indigestion, maybe. Or maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and any, to finish, to finish, right? Um, any quotes any star trek or anything quote a quote from anything one of my favorite blake seven quotes this is and this is from the very last episode of season four which was the worst season where they'd they got this new ship called scorpio and there was a ship's computer on there voiced by the lovely peter tudnam who did zen and orac and uh, this was a really obsequiously servile computer anyway they're, they're about to land on this planet called was it Gouda Prime? We used to call it yes. Gouda Prime, the planet oh, yeah. of cheese. And uh, they're about to <laughs> land on it. They're about to crash land on it, in fact. And, and the computer t- sort of turns to them and says, the ground is very close, sir. <laughs> That's a great quote. <laughs> I can't top that. Yeah. Love it. Look, Rube, have you got a quote? No, I'm not, I can't top that one, really. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that's that's. Yeah, it's a good one. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you mine before we finish, right? Uh, mine's from the Terminator. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's I'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together for Jane Moss, Paul Monk. Thank you very much. Ooh. Good stuff, Ruth. That's hey. a good one, though. That's great. Yeah, we love that. Yeah, we love that. And I'll be back again after a few more episodes or something. Best to look with the album. Hey, Bill, wasn't that great? Oh, I love that route. Absolutely loved it. Do you think that was fairly accurate? <laughs> that was more than accurate. Oh. But wasn't Paul and Jane fantastic guests? Do you know, do you know, they were great. We must have them back on again. You know, they, and they were keen, weren't they? When they, they were left. keen. They knew their stuff. I mean, as someone who's you know uh, a real enthusiast with sci-fi and some of these series, I learned a lot. Loads of stuff I didn't know. 
You know, the thing is, I watch a programme, I never bother who to, yeah. who's directed it. <laughs> no. And, you know, I don't know who Seven of Nine's character, even though I have slept with her in my dream. <laughs> yeah. I never bothered. It's wrong, really, isn't it? It's Mate. wrong to look up a real name. No, he knew the writers. I mean, he knew all the different, like, phases of Doctor Who and who wrote it. I mean, I want to look up Planet B, that film he was on about. Yeah. It sounded dreadful. <laughs> so dreadful, it was, I can't <laughs> wait to see it. You know, fabulous. Uh, I, I just loved it, man. I'm just so pleased we've had him on. And what was it? Um, Jason and Stark, Jason of Star Command. Yeah, never heard of it. Never heard, never of, heard of it. Of it. I know it? the Argonauts. <laughs> That's fairly science fiction-ish. Yeah, um, wonderful. <laughs> and I tell you what, what I really loved was that the fact that Jane came up with a plan to beat the Weeping Angels oh, no. by blinking one eye. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they think of it before? I thought they were great. And do you know what? I mean, that was our very first episode and I'm more than chuffed. I'm over the moon, mate. And what's, so what's it prompted you to go and read or watch? No, I thought, or... Yeah, I think I have, Planet B is a definite. Um, I've re- written a whole list of things down, but I, I want to go back. John Pertwee... I want to see some of those episodes because he sat next to the man. I know someone I know. who sat. I mean, he was I a know. legend, right? That makes us famous. The fact that yeah. we know Paul, who knows it's John. that six degree of whatever you know. You you know, yeah. So I know I know someone who knows John Pertwee. Yeah, Amazing. and the fact that Jane, do you love it? Jane sort of just happened to slip into conversation that she's. Oh well, I've met Terry Pratchett. It was like, oh yeah. Yeah, yes. just hold that one just, back, Jane. That's fine. Just slip and it. Rula Lenska, I mean, come on. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Oh, mate. So the next thing for me to do is go home and get all my old um, Terry Pratchett books put yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And Douglas Adams. Go back to Douglas them. Douglas Adams, absolutely. And then, um, and then I should just relive my youth of reading. Um, yeah, I was impressed that you you were into it. Loved you were it. into it. I mean, you came out with Larry Niven. Oh, no. What was he? He wasn't Larry Niven, was Not it? Not Larry Niven, but, um, yeah, The yes, Mountain Godside. Yeah, this, that's it. Go, yeah. Well, the Mountain reason Godside. I love that book is because my dad gave it to me. Oh, wow, OK. And when I was a teenager, he went, read that. Really? Because I read that years ago, and he was, obviously, that meant a lot to you when you read it. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Absolutely oh. loved that. So, yeah, and I've read it about six times. And whenever, you know, it's like when you get really bad cold and you end up going to bed. Yeah. And you go, right, I'm going to dig that book out. Yeah, lovely. I went up to um, the lakes, as you said, for my birthday. I went up to see my mate and he's still got his old books in in, in the bookshelf, the old science fiction books. No. He hasn't let them go. And he's got the E&M Banks, the one that um, yeah. Paul didn't think much of. And I do, yeah. um, you know, uh, and he, he, but he was the one who got me to read some of this stuff and always thanked him for it because, it's, you know, they were great. What a way to spend the time. Yeah. But the thing is, also, like, what we never talked about, we never talked about Asimov. Nope. Yeah. We never talked about H.G. Wells. We never, t- oh, there's so much we never covered. No. You know, I mean, I could have done a whole episode on, uh, what's it called? Uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I could do a whole podcast. I, I love that. Not the, the, the early ones, the new Yeah, version. I saw the new ones. Yeah. Amazing. I, I just, I don't want Great to, characters. I could do a whole podcast on that, but yeah. we never even yeah. talked about it. I them. mean, there's a whole world in Star Wars. I know you don't, it's not your favourite thing. It's not my thing. No, yeah. but there's a whole world coming out of it now. And they look really good, you know. So 
Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff we didn't cover. Maybe we should do a whole podcast on Star Wars. Maybe we should. Or maybe <laughs> we should. Maybe we should. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed it, yeah. man. <laughs> Thanks, Dave.